such an important show. Hello, everyone. We're back. I, I heard you missed us. Um, once again, we are going neck deep in the ocean of film with the longest-running independent film, entertainment, and comedy podcast in the world. His name's Clarkson. My name is Jim. We combine to be... The Film Thugs. And hey, it's certainly wonderful to have you all here. Hi there. Hi. So, uh, before we dive into everything, we just want to state that we are continuing our uh, our long sojourn through the, uh, through the uh, collection of Criterion that I have with uh, a little overlooked gem. Criterion spine number 475, The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, the greatest quote I've ever read about an actor from the booklet. This is a that's a quite a booklet, thick booklet. It's almost not even a let. It's almost just a book that comes with the movie, the novella, the novella. Yes, and uh, in it, Peter Boyle has the greatest quote I've ever read about an actor ever. You know what the two thousand one theme is? That's the sound of Mitchum waking up. Like. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yes. Oh, Robert Mitchum. He's such a badass. I love this movie because we don't have enough of this. We don't have enough of the low rent, like Donnie Brasco, departed gangster type movies. You know, there's always everything that tries to to class it up. Yeah, yeah. It was was fascinating to me, and we're, we're, we'll bounce around a bunch of stuff. But, you I know, totally as, understand. <laughs> as we always do, yeah. Whenever they get into the uh, the real double dealing, the backbiting, the backstabbing, yeah. the informing, it's always in the Irish mobster movies. For some reason, the the Italian stuff doesn't have the great. Well, I'm doing this, and I'm informing to the FBI, and I'm doing they, they, yeah, yeah. that. Doesn't really happen a lot. Yeah, in that world. That's a, just something... Actually, that, it does. Oh, it does. It, it just doesn't happen a lot in the world of the movies. The movies, yeah, yeah. because there's the... Uh, what's, what are we going to call it? What's the word for it? Uh, ocean of horse shit around the... Uh, you don't ever want to be a rat because it's the worst right. thing yeah. you can be yeah. is to be a rat. It will take care of you. <laughs> the morass of horse shit that yes. surrounds all that. Um but yeah, friends of Eddie Coyle. But before we dive uh, too further far into that, uh, the just the, the shit train continues. It do. It do, and it's just fucking eye rolling. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> I love I'm, it. Fucking it done was just with a it. fantastic yeah. week. This was a great, great it's, week. It's such you know, a, you're really beautiful. Thank you. Such such an important week. So important this week. It's she, so important. Uh, Hill Hill got. <laughs> Got uh, boxed into a corner to call out. Yes, the alt right. Yeah, all right. The alt. What, what I love about this is how you can create a term and then define it however you want, and people for some reason will be like, "Well, yes, this is very real." Oh, um, <laughs> very it's, real. It's an organized bunch. Yes, this is. It's exactly what this is. I just saw in there. I got to pull it up because there's a, a photo I've got of my um, not favorites. Where's the, not edited? God damn it! Just give me my pictures from this, um, of uh, my nephew from years ago that sums up. And this again, great for radio. Uh, <laughs> my feeling on it. I'm probably not gonna be able to find it. But anyway, we'll just continue on with this. It's it, it's amazing to me the catchphraseiness that just dominates. Our political discourse, the catchphrasiness with zero, really anything behind it no. that has come to be, well, yes, this is this is how we just discuss things now, and it's and it's real. <laughs> it's just great that, um, for the sake of trying to make some political hay, uh-huh. uh and box her opponent into you know the racist thing every four years. That's oh, how yeah. it is. Oh yes, uh-huh. you know. Uh, easier target this time than say Mitt Romney. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a mega death Republican, yeah. but a Republican nonetheless. Right, safe, stayed, yeah. shit scared of someone calling him a name. Yeah, you know, something you can deal with. Yes, you have someone like uh, uh, 
Donald and Bannon from Breitbart coming together and running all this. It's it's just great. If he doesn't win, which it looks increasingly like he won't, Uh and the rumor is he goes on to form his own media corporation, you know, take on CNN and Fox or the left and right. That's fantastic. That's like Destro when he formed his golden grenadiers. (laughs) This is so fucking bizarre. And we're going to be... Here's the right, here's the left, and here's us. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Yeah. I, I, I can't, it's gonna couldn't be, hilarious. be more excited. Oh, it's going to be so Either great. Either way, yeah. I win. Yeah. It's yes. just, it's great. So anyway, to have have um, the, the alt-right is a nebulous term. Alternative right was a website created back in like 2005 or six uh-huh. by Richard Spencer of, the, of MPI. Yeah. And he used to work for Talkie, uh, Tacky Mag. Yeah. And um, kind of came out of uh, some Paul Gottlieb, uh, uh, Godfrey, excuse me, paleoconservative stuff. Pat uh-huh. Buchanan, uh, Joseph Sobron, when they got buckleyed, right? Uh, back uh, when he the had. The full a, Buckley. The, the article uh, In Search of Anti Semitism. And he ran all these hardcore, quote unquote, anti-Semite, quote-unquote, out of the National Review. Yeah. And uh, Pat Buchanan has been running in obscurity, of course. No one's ever heard of Pat Buchanan. No, yeah. Because he's such a terrible racist. He is. Uh, He is. Anyway, and in this umbrella term, you have the paleocons, you've got nationalists, you have... uh, All of it. uh, All of them. As as one podcast says, no enemies to the right. Yeah. Which is kind of a joke because we're all backbiting motherfuckers. Yeah. Speaking of backbiting yes. and inf- oh, yes. informing on one another, uh-huh. and you're not hardcore enough. Right. You know, so, to use an example, Richard Spencer from Alternative Right, where yeah. the alt right comes from, yes. that term. Um, no one really says, yeah, we're part of the alt right. Right. It's just kind of affordable shorthand. Uh huh. Um, Makes sense. Uh, I lost my train of thought what I was going to say about, uh, or was I? Sobran, Pat Buchanan. Alt-right. I don't know. Oh! Uh, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's, when you come out and say, well, they're all, they're all Nazis and white supremacists or are the new neo-Nazis in suits. Yeah. I only own one suit, by the way. Yeah. Um, the, that's not true either, because the right. hardcoreest of the hardcore that barely work on know how to work the electronics, yes, or learn computers, yeah, yeah. Um, but have my haircut, yeah, and drink bad beer and stomp around, bump dicks, and want to you know, yeah, stay in jail. Those types would look at the alternative right and say, well, yeah, well, if you didn't he quote Jack Donovan, that fag, yeah, you know what I mean, there's no. That's not me calling him a fag, yeah, not that, at all. Big fan, that, Jack. That, that was but, character. But character. Yes. There's just no way of saying that, oh, they're all this. Yeah. That's not true. Yes. They were all pretty much bloody-minded, but that's kind of our own problem. Well, it's because now we just live in a time where we have to be able to... If, if a person or a group cannot be described in, like, Less than five words, then no one even bothers trying to yeah. understand and, them. And of course, I'm not trying to explain oh, God Lord, no. it either, because yeah. if you're explaining, you're losing. Yeah. We're not doing anything. Yeah. We're just here. And the, the meme makers, shit lords, and trolls, um, Milo Yiannopoulos had a, wrote an article called The Establishment's Guide to the Alt-Right. And uh, to make this clear, Milo doesn't consider himself part of the alt No, not at all. Yeah. Fuck that is. Um he says that the the guys that are re, that uh, come up with all these memes and crazy, uh, uh, you know, way over the top, bigoted memes and stuff are about as real bigots as the I can't remember how you put it. The the death metalers in the eighties were really satanists, right? Right. The left is the establishment now. They are the yeah. parents. Yes. They yes. gathered in quiet circles back in the 40s and 60s uh-huh. to, to you know, keep away from the staid conservative establishment of the yeah. day. Well, now they are the staid establishment. Uh-huh. So the kids that want to be young and rebellious and edgy 
Yeah. You know, the edgelords of today. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. That's where they can rebel. Yeah. And that's where they can put a middle finger to all of you. Are, are they going to kick a, a, a child of color in the face? No. No. But that's what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really awesome. Yeah. And funny. Well, because now. Did you. Just to get up that hill. Thanks. Thanks for the light. Really appreciate it. We're not going anywhere. So important. So important. The wall just got 10 foot high. Yeah. In my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Hillary. Did you hear the University of Chicago letter that came out? Damn incoming students. And this right here is what the reactionary is because it's the bounce and for, back and forth ebb mm. and flow. Like the the inability to be cool of the younger generation is disheartening. This here, <laughs> University of Chicago right. sent this out to incoming students. Once here, you will discover that one of the University of Chicago's defining characteristics is our commitment to freedom of inquiry and expression. This is captured in the university faculty's report on freedom of expression. Members of our community are encouraged to speak, write, listen, challenge, and learn without fear of censorship. Civility and mutual respect are vital to all of us, and freedom of expression does not mean the freedom to harass or threaten others. You will find that we expect members of our community to be engaged in righteous debate, discussion, even if you... Even in, and even disagreement, at times this may challenge you and cause discomfort. Our commitment to academic freedom means we do not support so-called trigger warnings. We do not cancel invited speakers because their topics prove controversial. And we do not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces where individuals can retreat from ideas and perspectives at odds with their own. Oh, I like that much better. Yes. Nice. That's like... Beautiful. Well, because that... Th- there were so many because things... Because we're America? Well, and that's... there's so many college? There are so many comedians who talk about what it used to be like playing colleges, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, playing colleges was, used to be amazing because that's where they wanted you to be edgy yeah, yeah. and unique and do this interesting Absolutely. shit. And now it's like, well, here's a list of the topics you're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> here's the <laughs> shit that is like... And I get, on certain regard, there is, you know, like, that when I talked about that sign hanging in the fucking barbecue place, like, dialectic humor. If you're going up on stage doing a Mr. Moto act, that's shitty. (laughs) Well, it's just not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. And to me, it's not Unless you can make that funny. Can you make that funny and relevant? Yeah. It's not like, oh, you should not be allowed... <laughs> yeah, you should not. It, it, it isn't a sh- you should not be allowed to do that because, but no, it should no. ju- like I t- something that I said to a g- group of my students today. A thing that um, Patton Oswalt said that I totally agree with. <laughs> I think it's the greatest thing ever. You have to respect someone. You have to respect everyone's opinion. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. You have to respect their right to it, but you yeah. don't have to respect the Absolutely. opinion itself. Absolutely, and that's the thing. You you respect their right to it. Say you know, and, and I said there are people out there who deny that the Holocaust happened. Yeah. You know what? Do that, and I will choose not to associate with you. Of course. I'm not going to say you don't have the right to say it. No. But I just don't want to be around you because you do. And that's where it should stop. Yes. But that's yes. not where it no, stops. No, it's not where it stops. Nope. It does not. Mm-mm. It is not just transgressive to have that yeah. idea or it's to state it. Wrong. It's wrong, and you should be stopped from existing. Well, there should be laws that put you in jail. People yeah. are in jail as we speak yeah. for having a crazy-ass idea, Yeah, for having a fucking idea, Yes, for saying that idea in public, for uh-huh. saying it in public. They're in jail. That is so gross. What? so fucking gross. I would, it would never fucking occur to me. Yeah. To have someone who is on the opposite end of where I stand and say, put them in jail. In jail. Yeah, it's disturbing as fuck. Sorry. But the number of folks... And again, to me, it's you use that to decide who you will freely associate with or not. Uh, yes, it should yes. never, ever be, you can't say that. The free market of association. Yeah. And it, but but it, it's just so it's so unnerving that now the number of kids are like, and I just think people hide behind freedom of speech. No, they don't. No, no, no. it's not hiding behind it. It's what it exists for. Right. I mean, there are places where people can go to jail for saying shit that people don't that you don't agree with just for saying it. Yeah. 
we should be fighting against that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. And I go back to my default statement that I've always said and always stand by. Defending the right of someone with whom you agree to speak is meaningless. It's meaningless. Yeah. But if you fundamentally disagree with someone mm -hmm. and still defend their right to say it, not defend the idea, but say, hey, this guy has the right, this woman has the right mm -hmm. to say it, then yes, that's what matters in freedom of speech. Absolutely. But otherwise, all, me. Yeah, all, all you're doing is serving yourself. Yeah. And expecting a pat on the back for doing so. Ooh, moral signaling, eh? Yeah. Just say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with you. Go ahead and say it. Yeah. But now we just live in this time where it's every level of discourse has become so uncivil that you even have the president saying, you know, get up in their face about it. That when you're you home, in their face. Yeah, when you're home for Thanksgiving and someone says stuff that you don't, get, get up in their face. Oh, and I'm not, whether or not you're, what the fuck? <laughs> Be an asshole. Be a prick. Yeah, that's exactly, that's what that's saying. Yeah. Be an asshole. Be a complete asshole with mm -hmm. people you know you don't agree with. Yeah. Don't or, have a discussion with yeah. them. Yeah. Be an asshole. Be an asshole. Instead, how about, hey, find something else to talk about because you're adults and you can do that. Hmm, that's strange. Yeah. But why would anyone do that? Why would you just converse with someone? Because everything in life is a fight that you have to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's maddening and... But that's that's where we are. Just, Every kid yeah. out there, remember that. Yeah. Remember that, the mm -hmm. I'm with hers bumper sticker owners yeah. out there. Yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. In that movement, I'm, you know, I'm one of the... I'm older than many of the quote-unquote leaders. Yeah. Yes. And they wouldn't even call themselves that. No. Uh -uh. Of anything on that side. Mm-hmm. I'm 40. Yeah. I'm old. I'm old. 41 yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Happy so, birthday, thank buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's There are yeah. 18-year-olds out there on Twitter and, and Facebook and everywhere else. They're not beyond the edge lords and shitlord guys. Yeah. I mean people that are actually working within philosophy. The first real right. legitimate philosophical opposition to liberalism since the fucking end of the Second World War. Right. That are really smart. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. going anywhere. No, no, they're not. They're just going to get smarter. Yeah. And it's that's... It's got to be terrifying. Yeah, it's do a you thing you've got to learn how to deal with. Do you feel in charge? Yeah, do you feel that? Is oh, this... my God. Ugh. Woo! So... It really, Good really, times, baby. Yeah. Good times. I... I don't know. I'm just so fucking tired of the bullshit, and I'm waiting for the break to hit because it's gotta. It's gotta. But that I keep saying the same thing about the Kardashians. There has to be a point where people are tired of that. It just has that. to. But uh, but it doesn't appear as though there will be. Disgusting. But whatever. It's disgusting. It's gross. Fat, it's ugly face. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Well, let's dive into the badassness that is Robert Mitchum. In The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Yeah. This is an overlooked thing. This is one of those movies that's very, like, you don't hear it mentioned a lot. Like, that's what gets me about the Criterion stuff that we've been doing here, is these are, like, awesome fucking movies. Yeah. These are amazing movies that are really great and just... Uh, but you're like, people totally don't know them. They're just overlooked until you know somebody who's really into that shit. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. This is... Or you introduce it to them through the collection. But Friends of Eddie Coyle is one of those that, fuck it, neither one of us, nobody uh, would have heard of it if it hadn't been resurrected via the Criterion. Right. And uh, so it's Bob Mitchum playing a uh, like a low, very low-level gangster. He's facing two years over getting caught transporting stolen goods. Yeah. The main occupation he seems to have is middleman. Yeah, pretty much. He's a middleman uh, in with guns. He knows somebody who supplies them. He gets them. He hands them off to other people that are doing shit with them. Uh, in this, he's tied up with uh, Alex Rocco, who is uh, running some really fucking great heists. Yeah. I mean, there's there some fucking good, solid heists that this guy's running. So... He's facing years and decides he's going to start dealing to get rid of those years. Yeah. And, you know, these the ends are as one would expect. 
But with uh, with this, it's weird because this is, very rarely do you get something with a uh, a villain. Well, not a villain, a main guy who is this fucking low level. In it's the very world stripped of down. It's, yeah. it's very just blue collar, working class right. through and through. The same color sky through every yes. sh- every day shot. Yeah, we were saying if it wasn't for them going to night, yeah, every single day in this is the same. It's that everything is shot color. with a steak and ale filter from 1985. <laughs> yes, yeah, we talked about that. Apparently, steak and ale is coming back in some parts of Canada, yeah. and I want them back only if they go with the original decor. And yeah, you're right. That steak and ale, yes. Yeah, everything yes. kind of feels like things are happening in a steak and ale. Yeah, yeah, and that is not an insult. No, it's not. That's the that finest thing that the, ever happened. That is the biggest compliment that I can pay this I, shit. I wish I had uh, tweeted later. That way I could hashtag yeah. steak and ale. Hashtag steak and ale. Yeah. It does, and for those who don't know what a steak and ale is, <laughs> I feel so bad for uh, you. I, I'm sorry. But what would you describe? What the architecture of a steak and ale? It's like, imagine... If somebody just opened a bunch of stereotypical-looking English taverns all over America, yeah, what was the name of the uh, uh, the Regal Beagle? Was yeah, that it? Yeah, yes, from Three's Company. Sort uh-huh. of like I, I just realized like I referenced to steak and ale with an even older reference. Yeah, yes, we are old. Yes, uh huh. But it's just all of them have that. And you go inside, and it's very fake, but it is made to look like as back when individual when restaurants had a real individual look to yeah, all yeah. of them. You know, you couldn't get by with every place looking the fucking same. No. There had to be a very kind of unique, individual, one-of-a-kind look to it. And that is all <laughs> over this. Lots of recessed lighting. Yeah. Brown. Yes. Uh-huh. The orange. Wall. A weird orange. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes a fake brick wallpaper on yeah. the bar area. Yes. Where they served three domestics. On draft. They had Schlitz on draft. <laughs> Right. I mean, that, that a meat pie, I think they had. Probably, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure. That bar where it's that, that, that dark linoleum, and it's a row of, a row of booths, yeah. and then like 15 feet, and the bar. Yeah. And nothing in the No pool tables, no tables. Yeah. Just fucking... Space. Space. Yeah. Oh, man, those were the days, my friend. Fantastic. Oh. And, you get and, a short Budweiser and a shot of something. Yep. That's what I used to love about... dinner. Uh, Cigarettes. Yeah. That's what I used to love about going to the bar. Uh, the bar flies is back in the day they had a Happy Meal, which I think it was like five bucks, and it was a shot and a, and a Lone Star. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect name for it. Fucking Happy Meal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. But that, like, this movie is... It's one of those... Every room, every everything that they go into, it's like it's illegal... The, the, everything in it is so 70s. I believe this is from 1973. Is oh, it 19? Wow. Yeah, 1973. Everything in this is so yes. 70s that it's illegal for places to look like that now. Just because, no, sorry. Sorry, no. This is cross line. <laughs> this is this, this is not allowed anymore. Yeah. Uh, the horrible wallpaper. The hor- But what's weird During is During that American hangover of the 60s. Oh, yeah. Just. Oh, uh, yeah, just the age of Nixon wore on. Yeah, that last shake of getting rid of all <laughs> oh, of it is and everybody's yeah. dirty. Yes, it looks like it just rained. Yeah, yeah. It's just everybody's hair's gross. Uh, his hair's gross. The clothes <laughs> are worse. Facial hair. All of them look like they do pornos in their garage. Uh, just it's rough. It, like literally, fantastic. Every, every single aspect of this movie can be described as low rent. It's low rent and it's the it, it's easily climbed into my top 5 crime movies because of its authenticity oh, yeah. of this is what it's really like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not some it like flashy good fellas. No, it uh-uh. is not it's not even fucking The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's what, several... what nice apartment overlooking the water. Yeah. The boss of the boss, the yeah. guy, the one guy that shows up and tells Peter Boyle that he needs to get something done about Eddie. Mm-hmm. His boss yeah. may have the apartment over right. the water that but looks nope. nice. The rest of you fuckers. Yeah. Have, as, a, as I called it, the depressing backyards Boston. of Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, film thugs, yeah. film machine uh, books will yeah. be issuing that, that coffee yeah. table the, book. The depressing backyards of Boston. Yeah. Just, 
Oh, just some shitty old wood clothesline, <laughs> wood framed clothesline. It'll come out around the same time as I call it the, <laughs> the, the screaming mundanity of life. Yeah, uh, from my Cassavetes collection, where well, I just different pictures of that house. What's weird though is this does not have the the as we called it crushing banality. Of that. Ass, banality, not yeah. mundanity. It's it even a word. Mundacity. Mundacity. Yeah. You better believe it. Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Bigly. It, we are missing the, <laughs> the, 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 it doesn't have that crushing banality of uh, Woman Under the Influence, partly because Woman Under the Influence was just that awful well, suburban. This was well, a let's different, face yeah. it. Woman, woman Under the Influence is, is, is trafficking and madness. God, yes. Casavetti's. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he was re- he was rearranging the spheres, oh, and, yeah. and the puzzles to open a gate into true madness. <laughs> in, in everything that is complicated, Cassavetes yeah. is deep. Oh yeah, deep, deep into the occult. It's like uh, there's yeah. some shit going on in there. Cassavetes movie. walks in, he's like, the lamps match. Well, yeah, what? yeah, of course they. I don't want them to match. That can't happen. He can't have yeah. the lamps match. <laughs> what? You heard me. You heard me. Make it he so. can't, and they fix it, and they fix it. Yeah. Good, he's pleased. In fact, that's how Casavetti's talked on mm-hmm. every set. He's pleased. He is pleased. <laughs> it, that carpet. It, yeah, there should be two kinds of carpet. Yeah, but not in the middle of the room. No, in the corner. In the of corners. The room. Just what? In the corners. Yes. 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 There should be French doors that open up to other French doors mm-hmm. that aren't the same. What, what, what? Just do it. They're going to sleep. They're going to sleep in a hide a bed in the living room. Don't they have a bedroom? He just looks at him. Just looks at him. Just looks at him and slowly takes a drag off his cigarette. None of us have a bedroom when you think about it. Actually, actually, would he look at me? Go. You tell me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then you just go. You know what, John? That room's for fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talk. No action. (laughs) But that is straight up. That this doesn't have any of that. No, but no, just, no. It just looks like you walked out in the middle of the street yeah. in Boston. It's like, of, albeit in 1973. Yeah, of course, Bob Mitchum is buying groceries at you know two o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. That's when he would buy himself. Of course, this. he's making a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich mm-hmm. with his wife in a kitchen about as wide as his table. Yeah. Oh my God. That that everything in that house was. Like we're gonna cast, we're gonna cast a woman that is totally appropriate for Bob Mitchum to be married to, but in real life, Bob Mitchum wouldn't speak to. No, no, not at that's all. his wife. Yeah, uh, his Irish wife. Yeah, it's so everything about this movie is so so Irish. It's so it really working is. class. It's, it's so just here's how it is. See? Yeah, I mean, at one you point see, he's he's explaining to the. Uh, the agent for um, what is it? Treasury. Treasury. Yeah, yeah. yeah the treasury agent. I think it's either no him or the or the the guy selling guns. I'm trying to work it all. I'm trying to get this to work. You're trying to make some money. I'm just trying to make enough to pay for the plumber. Yeah, and yes. that's it. Like I'm not looking to retire anyway. Yeah, he wants to go to Florida, right. of course. Yes, but at the same time, is that you get the idea that. All these little jobs, all these things that he does. Uh huh. It's just another fucking. He may as well go work in a factory. Yes. I mean, it's yes. that kind of. It's working class criminality. Yes. It's and, just the same old thing. Yeah. And it's, no one's giving him a fucking table. No. Front and center at some Tropicana bar. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. Or whatever. It's no, like uh-uh. no. You don't get any special favors. You nope. don't get anything. You're mm-hmm. just. You're just Eddie. You're just Eddie fingers yeah. working here. Yeah. Eddie fingers, because Eddie fucked up once. So, yeah. they, so we had, I got I got more knuckles than you do. They broke my fucking fingers. That is the best fucking story. Yeah, As, <sighs> it, you always talk about in crime movies. Tarantino kind of brought this back. When yeah, he started doing his stuff. Or is the criminals just talking? Yeah, just telling stories. Right, and that is one of the best mm-hmm. because it's just so. Ugh. Yeah. And there's almost a, a a father or not father thing, but a, a mentor student thing going right. on with the young gun runner from the beginning, uh-huh. uh, somewhere not quite the middle. But you start to think that doesn't necessarily like the kid, 
But he's like, eh, he wants to give him a little bit. Right. Right. Then in reality, not a bit. No, uh, no, 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 no. You are just a a thing for me to use. You are just a pawn for me to turn in to exactly. hopefully I yeah. can uh, get out of get yeah. from underneath this three to five. Yeah. They made me put my hand in the drawer, kicked it closed. You you know what bones you you hear bones break. Like yeah. oh my God. It's so it's so fucking real. Yeah. And Mitchum just reels that shit off nothing attractive about this lifestyle no, uh, at uh, all in fact you just look at it at every criminal in in this film like what there's gotta be something else you can do yeah yeah well i mean peter boyle at least owns a bar right or works at a bar or something uh-huh. he's connected to a bar what's weird to me about this is going back to the irish mobster movies like the italian mobster movies always seem to kind of like glamorized like oh yeah oh, this yeah. is this sexy life but fucking the uh the irish ones it's always no this is just the job it's shitty we're not rich we're not anything this is uh it's just a crappy life that we lead here and uh it's kind of an important distinction there it yeah. really really is an important distinction to be able to look at it and be oh wow these are movies that are almost cautionary Oh, yeah. You know, there's this level like, no, here's the thing for Eddie. He's facing this. All he's trying to do, his main thing is he doesn't want his fucking family to have to go on welfare when he's right. in prison. Um, But it's weird. There's at a point where people start getting caught and you look at it like, I remember saying to you, he has to go to jail at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, somebody he knows, somebody he sold guns to gets arrested right as they're performing one of their jobs. Where they made a quarter of a million dollars in a month yeah. in 1973, and still lived in a fucking trailer. Yeah, but like once his friends got caught, dude, no, you, sorry, right now you are either your either you go to jail, or everybody fucking knows, yeah. and you are you're a dead man. Uh, but let me see something here real quick. That's $1.3 million today. Yeah. But Eddie put himself in that position because that's what happens when you're in this shit where it's like, yeah, I have to get, I got to get out from under this. It's like, well, yeah, but dude, you're, yeah, you're, your point, it, it goes to that. He isn't as smart as he thinks he is. That's sort of the thing that you always look at with these movies, with the gangster movies where shit's getting tied up and, you know, Whoever is the smartest, whether or not anyone else knows it, whether they're being underestimated, whether everyone knows, whoever is the smartest has the edge. And in this, Eddie thinks he's smart, but he's not. No. Boyle, Peter Boyle, he's the smart one yeah. in this. Peter Boyle is the one who knows what's going on, and he he knows the score. He's got it down pat. And you know looking at it, He's going to be the one who walks away from this like there's no problem. Yep. He's going to be the one who, and what do we get at the end? That fucking gorgeous shot yeah. of him and the guy from Logan's Run walking away in different directions. You knew that was going to happen. Boyle's character was operating out of a place of total control. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where you you know he was basically, when he was talking to Eddie before they set up to go to the, uh, um, to the um, uh, hockey game, and he said to him, he's like, no, man, what, you get two years, do eight months, that's a third, you get out, everything's fine. Basically saying, what you're doing right now is you're fucking yourself yeah. over eight months. Yeah. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing right now. And sorry, buddy. Yeah. When this happens, which you know it's going to. Yeah. It's because you fucked yourself over eight months. Yeah. And there's nothing. It's just so cut and dry. Yeah. There's no dramatic music. Nope. There's no set up in the scene where tensions are built and someone uh -uh. knows that they know that no one knows. None of that shit. It's just there. Yeah. And down, it's like changing a tire. It's the crime version of changing a tire. Down to we're going to, we'll go ahead and spoiler alert as we do with all this. When Eddie is drunk 
in the car kind of passing out and Boyle puts the gun at his head. I'm like, okay, wait, no, there's got to be like, no, no, he's pointing the gun at his head, but something's got to happen to where they move. And then he shoots a boom. Like, okay, wait, so did he miss him? And there's like, no, 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 he just shot him, shot him and he's dead and it's over. Yeah. Sorry, Eddie, you're done. Thanks. And the, the, minimalism of that yeah just that simple straight line that went on that you kind of look at it and go well shit you uh in complete control the whole time even yeah. when um yeah he's told by the uh i guess underboss uh-huh. you know you you got to take this hit we got to get this again you got to hit eddie it's like and we want it done tonight and this is how we want it it's like no we're gonna yeah. do it my way yeah i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing done, yeah I'm do this. You want me to do this, and have me do, at least lead to believe that he's done this before. Yeah. Um, because of the way I do it. Yeah. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. It's my job. Yeah, it's my you job. Know? I'm good I'm, at it. Let I'm me the, do my I'm job. I'm an electrician here. on this job. Yeah. Let me fucking run run the wires. Yeah. That's what you want me to do, right? Yeah. So fuck off. And the simplicity of it is what's so almost just borderline jarring. Yeah. Of, it's just so wow, work a day. Yeah. Yeah. This this is my job. This is what I do. Yeah. It's really, it, it really is it's really good, and and just that is the thing is that it's also work a day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anybody who is at that dispassionate about their job, yes. and that's the only way to describe it. Is it yeah. is dispassionate? It's that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's what's going to happen. Okay, man. Yeah. Well, let's talk Boyle. Boyle is an interesting cat in this movie because screw. Yeah, he is. There at the bar, mm-hmm. and you don't know that he's important, but you know there's something just about because there's that way that Boyle carries himself. Yeah, where there's an authority behind it that you look at him and you go, "Okay, you're not just the guy at the bar." Yeah, there is more to you than this. Uh, but what the fuck is it? That's like what really is there? Because very obviously is something. Mm-hmm. And it's that quiet. Boyle does that very quietly in control. Yeah. Really fucking well. At very like, no, no. So he could literally be anything and you're not surprised. But the fact, what I what I love in gangster movies is when they play this part, right? There's that whole, oh yeah, the, the code of silence. You don't talk. You uh, I always say this with my with the students at, at, at Crockett. The, they always, oh, no snitch. You don't snitch. Oh yeah, snitch. I, I say out loud, every time they say that, the kids who talk about not snitching the most, they're the ones who snitch the fastest. Sure. Period. There is no discussion. There is no debate. They're the ones who will snitch on you in a heartbeat. And not even to keep themselves from getting in trouble, but to save themselves a moment of uncomfortable silence of having to hide shit back where it's like, so what happened with this? Well, no, no, man. Well, he did this. Instead of just sitting there and dealing with a moment of, okay, just be quiet and everything will be all right. No, they will fucking turn on you so fast. Yeah. And that's what it is with this, that everyone's informing. Everyone talks about, no, you inform, that makes you the lowest of the low, you're the worst. But understand, absolutely everybody is informing. Oh, yeah. Well, even Screw's uh, Peter Boyle uh, character is informing. Uh Uh-huh. But... In a way to m- keep control of the information going in and out, right? The ripples of what information he gives the, yes. the treasury guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I know if I tell him this, this will happen. So I don't just. Yeah, yeah. We'll way. we'll take we'll handle this. We've got this. Yeah, but always from a position of control. Exactly, and that's the big thing with this. It's all I love about these th- this type of thing is it nails the the fact. That it's who controls the information and who is able to be the most, again, dispassionate. Mm. That's who's going to win. The mo- the person who's in mo- uh, uh, invested and putting emotion behind it and getting their feelings involved, like that, is moving you to a position of weakness. Yes, and you are you are going to be fucked. Yes, yes. Going about it this way, and there's no surprise at how everything ends in this movie. No, it's, the only surprise in this is. How, how plain and stark yeah. it ends. Yeah. I mean, and that's what, what I what I love about it is everyone, like, 
the only certainty in life is everybody dies. And a majority of those who've died have had deaths that were unremarkable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remarkably so. Mm -hmm. Remarkably unremarkable. And this is one of those, no, it's not some big fancy everything. No, he was just shot. And then they switched cars and... At uh, a bowling alley. At a bowling alley, and now we're kind of on our way. And a couple hours, they'll find him. What do you know? What do you care? That's it. It's just how it goes. And that, to me, is not the rub, but that's the interesting, fascinating part with life, Mm -hmm. is that, no, he didn't get a cool death line. He didn't get... He didn't even get the dignity of knowing that he was going to die. No. He was he got just... Drunk, passed out. Yeah. And, and got shot. And that was it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not even completely aware. Well, no, not completely aware. Completely unaware mm-hmm. that they knew and he was going to get fucking handled over eight months. Yeah. But that's that shit because you know he was not the smart thief. He's not the guy who's like, hun, I'm going to be away for a while. Here's Not even... Not even high enough on the ladder where it's like he takes these years for us and we'll take care of his family when he's gone. He is such a small wheel that it's like, no. No. The only time he he appears in control is at the first scene where he's telling the uh, the drawer story to the gun run, the younger gun runner. Uh And you realize later it's only hubris. He goes to the bar and talking to Peter Boyle. I mean, he, he, he looks down. Yeah. His body language has changed. He just keeps telling him, I wish I had never done that job for you. Yeah. Uh, as he drinks a beer that probably Peter Boyle is giving him. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of that yeah. is power move, and all of that is him in service to the organization that Peter Boyle works for. Yeah, well, and it's anytime you've got somebody, you know, the, the guy who's going to be the most, hey, kid, come here, I'm going to tell you the longest, yeah, the yeah. unsolicited story. That's the guy you don't listen to. That's mm. if you're having a conversation and that comes up and he's telling you about sure. it. But if it's the, all right, it's him being grateful that there's someone low enough to have to listen to him. <laughs> yeah. And this is one where it's not even uh, Donnie Brasco. These are the folks that are almost beneath oh, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we Peter Boyle would be a character in Donnie Brasco. Yeah. This is a guy who's you know th- this is fucking Spider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except Spider is an old man who never really got that much higher. He literally is a middleman. Yeah. I mean, how weird is that to look at? It's like, well, no, he's not doing anything. He literally picks up guns at a goddamn grocery store and then delivers them to his friend. That's and it. And that's, that's all. And I mean, he makes a decent amount of money at mm. that, but... That's it. That's it. And it's obviously not going anywhere else. Yeah, and and it's one of those where I think had had Eddie turned out different or outsmarted someone, or it, it would have been totally inauthentic because Eddie was never the brains. He was he rose to the exact level that he could handle. Yeah, and it's made plain. Yeah, it's made very. It's They're laid not dumbing out there. down yeah. a smart guy. No, uh-uh. at all. It's no. Just, that's and and it's not that he's dumb. It's not that he's. No, it's no. just that that's sort of what he was. That's what his abilities were. The water, his water has found it has found its level. Yeah, and yeah. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. But of course, like all of them, they still think they can find a way out. Yeah, I'm gonna and be. That's the, what yeah. makes him desperate. And that's yeah. what makes him put his uh, drop his guard. And yeah, everything yep. else. And it's it's so inevitable. It's one of those things where I'm watching it going okay. Because I'm used to a different kind of movie. So I'm watching it going, okay, what's Eddie's angle? What angle is Eddie playing here that's going to put him on top? How is Eddie going to have a chair when the music stops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, you're thinking, Mm -hmm. he's got to. You're used to that kind of thing. You're like, something else is going to happen. Yeah, he's going to be okay. It's like doing the difference between some kind of really complex acrobatic move. Right. And... A really great, simple deadlift. Yes. Yeah. Both take skill. Both take practice. Uh Uh-huh. One's fancier than the other. Right. But one is not better than the other. Exactly. Yeah. And this script is so just, yep, Uh I'm going to put this belt on, going to lean over, pick Mm -hmm. this up, and put it back down. 
like that. Yeah. I'm going to pick yes. this heavy object up and put it back down. Well, this is honestly, this is the way that I learned how to cook steaks. Mm. Salt and pepper, that's it. And it's perfect. Yeah, this yeah. is simple. No, there's... there's Texas no. sauce. So do you have a... Uh, like, like the ads for black mass, it's soy sauce, a little bit of garlic. I thought you said it was a family secret. You got to turn your dinner. What are you going to do? You told me. And I'm waiting. Okay, what's the fancy? The the what? Where's where's that marinade coming in? Where's that switcheroo coming? And then when he gets shot, it's like. So is he Wolverine? Is, is he, like, is he okay? an immortal? Yeah, this 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 movie's going in a very interesting direction, and then it's like Peter Boyle's one line that the fucking greatest is he dead if he ain't now he never will be what what oh my god Boyle yeah fucking what yeah (laughs) it's all those little things in this movie that make me look at and go how is this not held up with the goddamn godfather I don't know and I'm, by, I'm not because saying it's, it's not. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not, not yeah. fancy. It's not no, it's, lush. Yeah, it's yeah. not. There's no sumptuousness to well, it. Yeah. That's what fucking Godfather is. Yeah, Godfather one and two was just a simple story told beautifully. Beautifully, it's yeah. over the top. It's operatic. It's, yeah, everything is more, more, more. It's so fucking Italian. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it smells it, good. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, this is like. Uh-huh. Ah, fuck it! I don't know what's gonna happen. It's sort of like the difference between ruins, <laughs> between old ruins in in Italy and in Ireland. It's like, oh, these are beautiful. Like, look at this old look at building. The flowers so go around the, these go around, ruins in Tuscany. Fucking Ireland, just like just fuck this swept, building. Yeah, you know? it's just this wet rock with fucking weeds growing through it. People are like ah, just little old, old. red haired, haggard looking man <laughs> standing in the rain. Like, so do you? I'm the innkeeper. Yeah. This innkeeper looks like it's been decimated for 100 years. It has. I died 50 years ago. (laughs) Or it's like some old angry guy. It's like, aren't you supposed to keep this place up? Who gives a fuck? Aye. Yeah. Aye. It is. It's just. Fuck off, you tosser. (laughs) It's exactly how it is. It's just. Yeah, and you look at it like, and and what sucks about it is. There is one attractive woman. Yes. In this entire movie. Yeah. And only sort of. Yeah, and only sort of. And then because they ruin by that contrast, by contrast. Yeah. Everything else is just. Yeah. There's one attractive woman in a bank. And of course, they distract that to fucking sort of. point us at fucking. If if young Larry King was a child molester right. working at the bank, that's who we fucking so no. <laughs> yeah. All our attention has to be on this yeah. pug ugly motherfucker in the yeah. weird glasses who decides to hit an alarm button. Thanks, hero. Instead of shutting the fuck up. That's and, your money. Yeah, is that your money? Is this coming out of your account? Nope. Bam, bam, bam. Pop, uh, pop, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go into a fucking zen state. And yeah, I'd be working at a bank. It's no one touched an alarm. Okay. You need me what are you to, doing? I'm looking at the paint. Yeah. Uh, if you need me to lay down on the floor, that's fine. Should I Should I uh, pack it for you? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Because. I can do that. I'm, I'm not dying for yeah. a job. Yeah, they're, they're escaping. It's like there's some in the back there. It's behind that. There's a box there. It's right behind. There's that's all you're doing? There. You're not going to like yeah. rape anyone? Yeah, okay, you, cool. Yeah, you're good. just going to take money and leave? Go. Yeah. Okay. This is paper. We'll get it back. That's That's fine. That F- FDIC sign you saw when you came in. There we go. You better believe it. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm not. It's like, what the fuck do you think you're gonna get pushing that button, Larry? You in a fucking parking spot, employee of the month. Yeah. Is the boss gonna take you to steak and ale yeah. after he said? You're really smart. After yeah. he looked at you in the eye and said, "They will kill my wife. Don't do. I have been robbed five times in thirty years." Yeah. Let this go. Everything's going to be he fine. He doesn't seem like a very bright guy. <laughs> Please just do this. Yeah. <laughs> but nope. Again, Johnny. Hey, Bing Bing. Fucking Johnny <laughs> yeah. First National there, who apparently yeah, is losing yeah. money off of it. Yep, exactly. And that's again. The, and what's weird? That doesn't even get mentioned. No. Later, it's like yeah, they they robbed a bank. They murdered. Oh no, so they fucking. They did mention him when he um, when. Um, Fucking Duncan Idaho from Dune shows up at a steak and ale <laughs> yeah. with uh, with Eddie. Yeah. After they pop the bank robbers, right? Like, can you yeah. read the papers? Yeah. Murder one. 
Yeah, that's yeah. But that's it. That's the only mention of it. April Fool's Day, motherfuckers. <laughs> April Fool's, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. good. That and it's weird good. because it is. You look at it. It is the perfect bank robbery plan. Flawless bank robbery plan by folks who you know. This is just what I do. I live in this trailer. I keep my fucking. Ma- I keep my eyes. On the prize, keep my nose down. Have I'm not this flashy. Student, I'm not doing anything. Have this hot young student who I'm really rich. Yeah, wears a, wears a very thin white sweater without a bra. Mm. Sure. Bing, bing, bing. Bong, bong. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know. It's so great. Oh, oh it's so, so great. But now th- this, I want to see more movies like this because honestly, this is. Not documentary. This is the sort of shit that feels so true to life. Feels the most like a Westlake book that I've ever seen. Yes. Just, yeah. Ugh. Well, except you, Parker wouldn't get shot. Yeah. You know how every movie that gets made about a profession, you're able to look at, it and be like, well, no, actually, this and this, actually, this and this, right, that right, would right. never happen because. I feel like if you got somebody who had lived Eddie Coyle's life and showed him this movie, they'd be like, but. Fuck yeah! So they probably look at it and go, "Is this, is this about Tommy?" It's a little fancy, but yeah. Not far off. Yeah. Why is it dressed up so much? Yeah. Mm. Why they're so uh, nice to each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even to the point that when they go to the hockey game, they don't have great seats. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck no, they don't have great seats. Yeah, they're next door to God. They're so high up. Yeah. There. They are way up in the top, and that's beautiful because yeah. every other movie, no, we're going to get these great shots of them down there, right nope, on the glass. Nope, like, nope. Nope. And by the way, I learned sitting on the glass at a hockey game is not great because there's distortion when you look down. Well, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, who needs that bullshit? That's bullshit. But yeah, this, it's it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty seats, getting beer at fucking paper cups. <sighs> like, you piss your pants, that's beer. It's very that's hard carrying beer. Like, you ever try carrying a beer in a crowd like this? Yeah. Oh, what else are they setting up this conversation? Nothing, Nothing else. Yeah, that's it. Weight goes up, weight goes down. Yeah, we know that Eddie left long enough for them to discuss, we're going to kill him. Even down to, I, that. oh my God, that was odd. That's why I used the 22. If I brought a 357, you would have driven off the road. <laughs> oh, and the shit good. like that that the guy has to think about. You're not used to driving with someone shoot with a gun being fired, so... Yeah. And it was set up so calm. Just puts it there, holds, holds, boom. That's it. And Eddie never even knew. No. And there, that simple bastard was thinking, "I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to, I'm going to not go to. I'm not going to go to jail. Everything's yeah. going to be great. Right? How stupid is this? <laughs> Where it's like, if you re- if you look at it, it's like he knew the guy who he got his guns from. Gets busted. Mm-hmm. The guy. Yeah, wow, that, what a great scene. Oh, that was so good. I'm going to wait here for two hours. If all the cars are still here, and then we got a bit, then we got a deal. I'll tell you where to go. We got a deal. That guy gets nailed. Then a few days later, the guys that he sells the guns to gets nailed. Yeah. Eddie, at this point, you need to, you, you better hope you do the whole two years. There's a pretty good chance you're not going to make it through there anyway. Yeah, I know. It's like, th- Honestly, before your hope was to get out in eight months. Now, if you do fucking one year and 363 days, they're going to fucking think that something was, they got yeah. two days off because of those two. Like, nah, should have just done your fucking two years. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like when you look at these, it's because we weren't given anything at Eddie ahead of time, we were never really able to. Oh man, he's a good guy who got caught. Oh no, no he's there's none of that. It's just dropped yeah. into it, exactly. And pulled out. We barely even identify with him as the protagonist because right. he doesn't change, he doesn't grow. He's just this is just such a simple story of oh, good. a guy and ends tomorrow. There's going to be something else. Peter Boyle's going to give yeah. him somebody else and get away with this and continue on. Boyle. Boyle is the that's the linchpin. Just mm-hmm. the, the 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 beauty of his character. I got this awesome bar in Boston. Next to a steak and ale. Next to a steak and ale that's inside of a steak and ale. Right. 
that's across the street from another steak and ale. When in a city that's actually just a giant steak and ale, yeah. like Dark City. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's how. Holy it shit! You just you you just <laughs> opened this whole movie up. <laughs> it's it is that goddamn. I want. I've been to that. I went to that steak and ale once with my dad when he was up for I think my birthday many many years wow. ago. Wow. Um, and never I remember again. that steak and ale. Oh yeah, and it's it just the... tucked there off of Anderson Lane. Yeah, very unremarkably so. Yeah, like, I think there was a gas station next to it. I think so. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And it's just the perfect look. Everything. You walk in. I want a steak. I want some ale. <laughs> what do you want with your steak? Potatoes. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'm we good. don't carry anything green. Yeah. So. No, no, no. They'll have a house salad with blue cheese. We have a picture of a house salad. Yeah. <laughs> It's with blue of, cheese. We stopped carrying that back in like '87. It's one of those places that when they did have a salad, it's like, can I get a salad with like a vinaigrette? We have blue cheese. A vin of what now? Yeah. A vin of what, pussy? <laughs> yeah. Well, can I get it with ranch dressing? Um, we have something that's like ranch. What is it? Blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have an Italian dressing? Well, we do have a, 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 a we dressing. We have ethnic food. Yeah. We have a dressing that's similar to Italian. Really? What is it? Blue cheese. <laughs> And yes, we do have something the... something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. We do have the four-foot-long pepper grinder, because that oh, really yes. makes you feel like you're eating a salad. Like I have a pepper grinder that I have to have a hand above my head to be able to use properly. Uh, 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 that is the perfect amount of pepper. Right. Like, I miss those. Oh. See, that right there. I miss the restaurant. Can I give you some fresh ground pepper on your side? Yes, you may. <laughs> that... Thank you. Every bit of a steak and ale memory has a <laughs> has a make the night the night belongs to Lowenbrow. Yes, uh, Michelob in the yeah, in the, the bottles. You know, those yeah, little bottles. Those yeah, the little stu- the little Stubby, the little ponies like looking yeah, the little pony with the the, yeah. the curve in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, oh, they look man. like sex toys now. Just a yeah. good friend tonight <laughs> is kind of special. Yes. Oh, you want dessert? No, no. I need some salt to add to my Michelob though. Yeah. Because I'm Dudley Campbell. Can I bring your appetizer? Might be a shrimp cocktail. Maybe. 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 Shrimp could co- be. Could a be a garden salad with blue cheese. Yes. Yeah. And oh, some rolls. And your dad. If I go to a steak and ale, I just have to call my dad or mom and say, "Hey, just tell me not to fill up on bread." <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that's always what you hear. Don't fill up on bread. That's right. Now I can go. I fill up on all the bread I want. I'll just right. br- keep bringing me bread. Man. I'm a grown ass man. I'm gonna eat bread. Nom, 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 nom. And now right. steak and ale is gone, and we can't do that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, time. Yeah, motherfuckers. And the thing is, if it comes back, we wouldn't want to go. You're a loser. We wouldn't want to go. It'd have some brightly painted walls no, and a no, 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 shiny no. stained foundation no. floor. No. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Short mustard carpet. Yes. Oh. And that lighting. That <sighs> that that recessed lighting. Recessed lighting. Yeah. Everything yeah. always looked kind of hazy. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, and I have to. I'd immediately just walk in, and a pack of Marlboros would just yeah. materialize in my hand. And well, at some point, there would here be, I am. There'd be what should be like a pass through, but it's got those non-load bearing. Uh, mm, oh yes, bars yeah, yeah, in it. Bars. Yeah. Oh. Just like a three-foot wall doing nothing with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right where the hostess is like, how many in your party? Yes. Oh, here, right this way. Mm. Your waiter will be more ch- like how many in your party? <laughs> in your party. Very unattractive person. Charlize will be taking care of you tonight. Um, Can I get you started? Oh, the greatest. So we went to, uh, we went to, there's a place called, I don't know if it's still there anymore, by the pluckers on Breaker Lane. It's called like Big Time or. Big Daddy Burgers or something. It's Big Time Daddy Burgers. You know how there's that that where, you know the pluckers of which I speak. Yes. Yeah. How there's that corner restaurant that that was like an Iron Chef Grill and then it was something that's mm. always changed. It was for a while this this place that had really cool burgers. So place that had a burger. I call it this is prototypical fat Ashley's. It's buns with grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> what is it now, Sherlock's? No, Sherlock's is a little... That's across. It still oh. might be the big-time burger or whatever oh. the fuck it was. Yeah, Sherlock's is on the other side. Oh, okay. I told you the story about Erica there, right? I will oh, come yeah. back to... Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> um, so, 
this burger or that. We go in and I'd read reviews on Yelp where it's like the food's good, the service is fucking terrible. Right. The, they're awful. We went in, sat down, the hostess had us like, so can you get you any drinks? All right, so uh, yeah, like what kind of beers do you guys have on draft? Look, I'm not really your server. <laughs> it's like, oh my. Okay. Seriously, the closest I've ever come to walking on a tab, I literally was walking towards the front door with my arm held up and a credit card in it. Right. And then still had to wait before anyone noticed me. I was like, I literally could have walked out, back in, out, Mm -hmm. back in, unnoticed. They didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they didn't care one damn bit. But yeah, burger with grilled cheese sandwiches. Wow. But yeah, that would not happen at a steak and ale. No, 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 no. Like no, we have no, three no. types of steak mm-hmm. and and one type of ale. <laughs> it's oh man. Would you like a cup of coffee and a burnt orange cup? Yeah. Burnt orange like, ceramic cup. Yeah. This yeah, it everything comes with a cup. It comes with a cup, yeah. This it's everything in this is so very much of the seventies because like I'm obsessed with steak and ale now. I'm gonna go back too, home yeah. and research a bunch I, of shit. Steak and ale, man. Uh, shit. I'm I'm totally <laughs> up with it now. Yeah, I am too. Like it, uh. it's hard to get out of your head. <laughs> There's a thing where like a decade doesn't end until like the sixties didn't really end until seventy three or seventy four. Right, the seventies didn't. That, re- yeah, yeah. yeah, the Hangover. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the Hangover of it. We grew up. As the seventies trailed off, mm. this was right when the seventies was the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? and we. This was the first line of the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We grew up where like all of this shit. You look at it like, god damn, yeah, that fucking shopping center they went into with all the like. Yeah, yeah. Old enough it? to remember shopping that, in yeah. places like that. that should be a handy Andy. Oh my. Yes. Oh man, and my mom leaves us in the car because she just has to run in and get one thing. Mm-hmm. She'll if it's going to be real quick, she'll she she she'd leave the windows cracked. Mm. If it's not going to be real quick, she'll leave the air conditioner on. Yes. So nowadays we would be fucking wards of the state. <laughs> yes. This is, but yeah, I mean those oh back in those days, man. Oh my god, it was awesome. I still remember in San Antonio on Evers Road. I know that it was a handy Andy. And then it was like a video store. Now I don't even know what the fuck it could be. I don't even know the cross street that it's on anymore. Uh, I just know that there was a Diversions video game arcade on the nice. other side of the highway from that. But this is predates that shit. What's arcade? What are you talking about? You mean um, pinball machine parlor? Um, <laughs> no, that is. Yeah, it's really all, all you're talking about. video game is called billiards. Yes. And <laughs> candle pin bowling and yeah. ten pin bowling. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Seriously, this movie, it's, it's like, I felt like, you know, women under the influence at the same time period, but there was a comment being made about that time period. This one was just, oh, there's a comment, all right. Yeah, there was no comment in this movie. It was just, yeah, here's this kind of shitty, shitty criminal. Yeah. Again, the epitome of low fucking rent. Yes. I, oh, God damn. This is section eight low rent. It's excellent. Yeah, it really is. I, and it's one of those movies that, like, seriously, looking at the co- the cover, it's yeah. fucking perfect, and the color scheme, everything's there on it. Like, yes, that is this movie. Incredibly underrated. And what sucks is next week we are going into the movie with the worst, absolute worst cover in the Criterion Collection. It is Paths of Glory. Huh. Yeah. So we'll go into that, but I think we're about at the, the yeah. wrap-up point here. Uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle. It is uh, it's the kind of movie everybody actually... This is basically the soundtrack to it. Pretty much. Yeah. It's always that weird guitar music they said at one point. Every movie from this period has that guitar going, and no one has ever purchased an album with that music on it. No. Ever. No. Just incidental. So thank you for listening. Uh, Check us out next week when we will be uh, talking about Stanley Kubrick's Paths of Glory. Amazing film. Well, not next week. Week week after after. that. So two weeks. Uh, But in the meantime, check out the Life Masters. We're going to be recording enough of those to fill the gap for you. 
Uh, additionally, check us out at www. Well, actually, no, just thefilmthugs.com. I fixed that. You don't have to type the W's in anymore. Nice. So filmthugs.com, thefilmthugs at gmail.com, 512-666-RANT, the, the underscore film underscore thugs on Skype, Twitter and Facebook, The Film Thugs. Ugh. Man. This was such a, like, this is one of those movies that I thought I'd seen it, but as it got near the ending, I'm like, no, I I have not seen this. Well, I'm glad Fuck. you bought it. Yeah. It's very good. It's one of those that, like, I had heard through the, the grape vines and such enough about it to be like, I know this is a really good movie. Fuck. To think you could go on to direct Crawl. Crawl. Yeah. Crawl. Year of the Comet. It's the one where they bought that giant bottle of wine. Crawl. And crawl. 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 A movie I can't wait when we get all done with all this and we start going through directors. Yeah. And we go through Yates' catalog. Yes. So that we can watch, finally crawl. watch Crawl. Because yeah. it's this, then Bond, then Hitchcock. Right. And that's literally two years. And not all Hitchcock, just a couple of the box sets that right. we've got. All Marnie. Two fucking years. I'm going to watch Marnie once a week for a year. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs>